This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. Man, I, I just saw, I got to tell you, I'm a little excited. I just saw the numbers uh, from today. We, this is the biggest day uh, we've ever had on the show. It's just continually gross. So thank you all so much. I'm so excited that there's people that actually want to learn about all this stuff. One of the reasons why I decided to get into the topic of technocracy and transhumanism is because I had listened to almost every podcast. I had studied a lot of stuff, but listened to almost any, every podcast and people that were putting out this kind of content, but not from like that, the Alex Jones side, like, listen, folks are building a technocracy and uh, the chameleons and the goblin, goblin, pocket, uh, goblin people uh, over there with the chimeras. No, I mean like people that were actually doing investigative journalist stuff. And so I decided I didn't want to do one podcast a week where I spend all week producing like an audio documentary, although I love that style, but I, I did documentary work before this and it's just so time consuming. I said, I want to do more of a real time kind of morning talk radio show style, but covering all this content and investigating it. And as I learn, you learn, and there just wasn't enough out there for me. So I said, I'm eventually going to have to build this up to you know, a seven day a week show, a couple hours, and then I'll add another hour when I uh, build up the stamina to be able to do it. Because a lot of it has to do with, you know, not losing your voice. But uh, I'm fascinated that there are people out there that want to learn this. And I think it's exciting. It's really exciting. And I appreciate everyone who tunes in. All right, let's continue here. It says, the work of accounting for the present state of affairs falls naturally to those whose interest and preoccupations revolve about the institution of absentee ownership with our system of uh, pecuniary evaluation and pecuniary canons of taste. They explain the present in terms of this institution, its system of evaluation, and the range of faiths and beliefs that stand to support it. It follows that these men who so attempt to account for the present situation, as well as those who are called upon to do something about it, are drawn from occupations most widely removed from the technological and scientific thought and activities which serve to mark off and distinguish the last half century from the entire period of time that lies in the background but the men of science and technology are likewise concerned with the present precarious state of the common welfare and the general atmosphere of futility and it is not to be wondered at that they should turn their attention to the casual circumstances out of which the present condition of affairs unfolded nor is it to be wondered at that they should interest themselves in what should be done about it right so see right there is the setup the setup for the fact that these scientists and engineers should be in charge of the system because 
everyone else that they say is in charge of it, politicians, businessmen, bankers, and everything, are just concerned with turning profits. And so the scientists and the engineers should be in charge of the entire system. But folks, if, if they want to be in charge of the entire system... Uh, First off, the bankers, yeah, they turn profits, but they also want power and control. So now the scientists and engineers are advocating for the power and the control. You know, it's it's almost, think of it like this way, like a union where the workers say, you know, we built this company and we want to own the company, even though there were people that invested money in putting up the capital to build the company that gave the workers the jobs. You know, and and I look at myself in these situations as fairly nuanced. I try to come at all this now from an objective mindset. I didn't used to. I used to have my beliefs, and that's the way it was, and I would argue to death. Like, if I I was doing this show 10 years ago, it would be a debate show, and I'd be swearing at people and screaming at people and telling them they're stupid. Now I try to look at all sides, and, you know, there's always two sides to everything, and so this stuff can be very complicated. It's all, all that I am trying to do here, and I don't want to say that this system is inevitable, but I want to show you what's coming where it came from and this way you can try to avoid it if you don't want to be part of it maybe you do want to be part of it maybe you want to figure out how to invest in this like go okay it looks like it's inevitable let me put my money into it invest in it i'm not really sure folks but i mean to me the idea for me is always to try to find more liberty and more freedom uh not to turn over the last of whatever illusion of rights that i have now to a group of scientists engineers technologists frankenstein doctors technocrats and transhumanists no i i don't think that is the solution to any of this and so i'm always seeking out ways to get more freedom these guys are saying haha we built the machine society and now we're the smartest men in the room, and we should be in charge of it. That's all they're saying. Now, they will sell their socialist line, you will see throughout this, that they're going to be the good guys, and they're going to be benevolent, and they're going to be uh, really nice to you, and they're going to hand out these energy certificates to you, and everything is going to be all fine and dandy if you let us do this. But basically, the arguments that you'll see coming out of Howard Scott, and he was a pretty brash guy is almost like nanny nanny boo boo we built the technocracy you didn't realize it and now we need to be in charge of it because we're the only ones who could manage it we're the only ones who could take people out of poverty that was created by our machines right and that's the same thing that you hear coming from peter thiel coming from elon musk the same thing coming from Andrew Yang. Yeah. Oh, AI and robots that I invested in are going to take your jobs, but I'll toss you $1,000 a month if you just shut up until the point in which blank. What's going to happen, folks? You think they're going to keep paying you to sit home and do nothing? Well, if they don't need you in the factories and you don't actually generate your own money to buy the goods and services that they're offering through the system, then what are they going to do with you? Because if they're churning out goods, just think of it this way. Let's just imagine a huge factory that makes everything. I think I brought this up before. Santa Claus's workshop. It just makes stuff. 
And so they just make stuff. They make all the stupid Tupperware and they make all these dumb garden tools and all these as seen on TV products and vitamins and pills and whatever the hell they're making. They're just churning stuff out. There's no humans. It's just a big factory owned by Elon Musk and it just churns out stuff, just cranks garbage out all day long. All right. And so what they're trying to tell you is that because you're out of work, they're going to issue you energy coupons that represent all the different energy created to, uh, to manufacture this junk. And then they're going to hand you your share of the energy coupons to buy the junk. All right, so if you're sitting at home doing nothing, zero, nothing, and they give you the energy coupons to buy the junk, you didn't earn that money through your own exerting of your energy, your labor, your creativity. So they're just giving you money to buy the stuff they're creating. It doesn't even make sense. This is why when you break this down uh, based on critical thinking and common sense, they are lying about that part of it because there is no system in which you get to sit at home and they hand you stuff. Now you will say, oh, welfare and entitlements. Yeah, that was all part of what's leading up to this orchestrated financial collapse. Remember, I told you, these guys think and they plan generationally. This was all intended, but that doesn't get to continue forever. They are not going to have a bunch of people sit at home, living their dream of laying around playing video games and eating Cheetos, while they go to work, the scientists and engineers, to run their Santa Claus workshop to make a bunch of crap for you to buy off of free money they give to you. That is the land of cotton candy and unicorns, folks. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So they are going to end up having to get rid of the dead weight. And this is the idea behind uh, eugenics and behind the depopulation schemes. I swear, folks, if you think about this, it all makes sense that these guys want to build sort of this supreme race of scientists and engineers. And I told you that the, uh, these, some of these technocrats were instrumental in the eugenicist movement as well. So that's what they're trying to do with transhumanism is build some sort of super race where they're in charge, but all the useless people will be gone. Once they're done drugging them and once they're done putting them on video games, as Yuval Noah Harari says, and they've served their purpose, they're gone. They're going to be wiped out. They're going to be taken out of the system. They're not going to let people sit around and do nothing. It's just there's it'll never happen. Never in a million years, folks. The king does not go to work every morning with his knights. Think of them as the scientists and engineers and go slaughter people and take over other uh, kingdoms and steal all their goods and then come back and just hand out all the goods to the peasants and the peasants just sit in their little mud huts and play with all the gifts that the king gave them. There's no way. There is no way, folks. All right, the next section is a normal course of of events. It says they read the accounts of historian, statesmen, economists with their constant references to a normal course of things. To the scientist, this insistence upon a normal course of things or a 
beneficent run of events bars out any serious consideration of the explanations offered. Nor do these scientists and technologists understand why all these explorers should forever busy themselves with the facts of ownership and pecuniary values while ignoring altogether the accelerating rate of change that is going on in the processes of technology. They do not understand the current accounts of what has happened or the proposals as to what should be done about it. For the entire range of facts and events dealt with lies completely outside the range of facts and events with which they are concerned in their own accounts, viz. the accelerating rate of change in the state of the industrial arts and the corresponding accelerating rate of energy conversion to those men of matter of fact and of quantitative measures with their knowledge of our energy resources and our ways and means of turning them to the account of the common welfare. The current proposals looking toward a return to better times are utterly beside the points. All right, do you understand that? Folks, I hope you do, because we need to take a short break. When I come back, I will explain. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. So basically what they're saying here is a return to better times is besides the point, folks. It's over. It's over because the normal people don't understand what the scientists and engineers know and understand that this industrial system that they built is here to stay and it will only make things worse for the normal man to the normal plebeian that is what they are saying here it says a cleavage has arisen within the field by which things and events are apprehended the words phrases and concepts of modern science and of technology which pass current among men engaged in scientific research and in technological production have no meaning whatsoever to those engaged in business in the affairs of the market or who direct the financial affairs of corporations states or nations And by the same token, to the man accustomed to the exact quantitative measures of materials and work, that is to say, to the quantitative measurements of energy resources and energy conversion, and to the men who deal with the problems of balance load, the current discussions of value, of fluctuating prices, of the gold standard, of changing interest rates, of items of pecuniary wealth, which are at the same time items of debt are merely discussions looking towards a readjustment of the factors which prevent them from doing their work. For the modern technologist does not view production as a process that terminates at a point which may be designated as FOB plant. Production would be a meaningless activity if the goods produced could not be utilized. Hence, they view the matter of production and distribution as a single problem, the technological problem of quantitatively balanced load. 
All right. So do you understand this is basically the groundwork for how they're going to set the stage for the idea of these energy credits? And so they're saying all these Basically, all these people managing the system are only interested in selling these goods. They're interested in making a profit off everything. Well, I mean, look, I'm not defending the bankers, but they're the guys who invested in the scientists and engineers to build this manufacturing system. But they are advocating for the scientists and then the uh, the engineers, that is, for them to be in charge of the system so to overthrow and throw out all of the people that built the system all the people that have jobs making money off the system and so they envision this world as i said before santa's workshop where they're just going to crank out a bunch of goods hand you the gift card and tell you to buy it it's like amazon making goods and then giving you an amazon gift card for free for you to buy all the goods that they create That's basically what they're saying. See how that makes no sense? And then they want to create the work schedules, as we covered before, where they're putting you to work and telling you you're only going to have to work 16 hours a week inside this system, this machine. It goes on to say, through endless books, magazines, newspapers, and reports of conferences and discussions, we are familiar with what the statesmen, bankers, economists, businessmen, and philosophers have to say as to what brought on this depressing state of affairs and as to what should be done about it. While men in the field of science have occasionally explored the general field of the past and have voiced opinions as to the present, the men in technology have had little to say. Since the technologist occupies the center of the stage in the field of modern industry, we may well ask him to indicate what he finds when he explores the background and what he finds when he looks in his matter-of-fact way at current events. Now, remember, folks, we are right now discussing what is going on here at the beginning of this concept of technocracy inc and their introduction to technocracy to the layman and so you come out of uh world war one then you get into the great depression and so the great depression is happening they say all these statesmen all these bankers are running around they're trying to figure out what the problem is or sell a solution to the people and what they're saying is let us be in charge and we're going to create an abundance of goods but we have to be in charge of the entire system we will be the governing body and then we will be in charge of distributing those goods see there was all these people that were uh, rising out of this all these revolutionary movements saying how the hell could there be a great depression when we had the industrial boom and the ability to create all of these goods at the time, there was also, sorry about that, folks, I got a sip of tea. At the time, there was also um, major unemployment and all kinds of stuff going on there. So they were able to build these movements out of it. Their solution, again, is to let them take over. Um, I would say the solution would be get the government the hell out of my life. All right, it goes on. Not more government. Sure as hell not government controlled by scientists and engineers. It goes on to say factual history. When the technologist explores the past, his interest centers naturally upon items of evidence which disclose the methods, the techniques through which man has turned the things of his environment to account. The records of archaeology yield relatively little that he can use, for men in this field have been preoccupied with other matters than the state of the industrial arts, quantitative measurements of the energy resources available in a given case, and the quantitative 
relation between the rates at which man has been able to convert energy to use forms. But even so, from the fragments of archaeological explorations and the more recent explorations of scientists, he has been able to put together the outlines of a quantitative record of the changing states of the industrial arts and men's upholding ability to turn the energy resources of his environment to account. And the outstanding feature of that record is the controlling nature of the prevailing technology at any given time upon the course of subsequent events. That is to say, upon social change. From the viewpoint of the technologist, man has experienced but few sweeping social changes. That is, few conversion changes in the rates of energy. And these are widely separated in point of time. The domestication of the crop plants and the development of them in a dim historic past threw man into a larger control of his environment, that is to use a technological term into a new energy state. In the same way, the domestication of animals gave him new powers to command and carried him a little further along the way of control. The introduction of these factors, each in turn, wrought revolutionary changes in the social scheme under which he had lived. And I'm going to just continue reading because I really need to get to the energy part, so I'm not going to interject so much. It says, but following these two technological changes, man did little from the dawn of history to the middle of the 18th century to increase his powers or to alter his energy state. What man could produce during the long period was largely a matter of what he could produce with his hands. Vast stores of energy were available then, as now, but his use of them, his ability to convert energy to use forms, was largely limited to the rate at which he could turn the energy of the food which he consumed into work performed by hand. Man's own body whether free or slave, was the only energy conversion engine available over a period of countless centuries. And so I will interject here. So you see what they're talking about is now that we had the ability to take energy and turn it into basically machines, we could produce an abundance of goods. We no longer needed to rely on man. But you can see where this is going, folks, where it goes to in the current day, which is now that humans uh, no longer needed even for for creative activities because they're building artificial intelligence, nor will they be needed anymore for physical activities because we will have the robots. I told you this is the engineering of humanity out of existence, and this is where the ideas all came from. This is where it started. This is where it started because what they were doing was they were already rendering man useless. You start to say, we don't need men anymore that can uh, build things because we'll build machines that can do it. So the scientists and engineers, the technologists, as they call them, were trying to move themselves up above into a higher class above the people that were once the blue-collar workers. So now the scientists and engineers will be in charge to build the machines to create everything. And the guy at the bottom, how long do you think it's going to last before they say, you know what, I'm sick of making crap for that guy. He doesn't do anything. Well, now you're entering a time when the actual human programmers are programming so good that they're developing an artificial intelligence that will be able to program itself, at which point even the people with brains will be rendered useless chimps, all right, as Yuval Noah Harari and 
Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and others basically have said, folks. It goes on to say, up to the middle of the 18th century, the number of man hours required to cultivate an acre or to quarry a yard of stone or to transport it or to perform any given piece of work remained approximately the same as was the case of 6,000 years earlier. We are in the habit of thinking of this stretch of some 60 centuries as one of ever-changing social schemes. It is true, forms of government passed one after the other, and cultural patterns ran their course from ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome to the Middle Ages and the Renaissance of Europe. But the technologists, these 60 centuries, cover a steady state of man's ability to deal with the material factors of his environment. They cover a steady state in the rate of energy conversion. For during the entire period, the standard of living, the common welfare, was definitely quantitatively limited to the work that man could do with his hands, tools, and a few crude machines that added little to his power. That these 60 centuries of recorded history constitute a steady state in respect to the industrial arts, technology, and the rate of energy conversion, and the social and political schemes that unfolded during the period will be more readily apprehended when we deal quantitatively with the magnitudes of energy resources available during the entire period and the rapidly accelerating rate of change that has taken place during the last century and a half. Before we may proceed with the technologists to an examination of the present social structure, it will be necessary to establish an understanding as to the meaning of certain terms that he constantly uses and as to what is that he rates as important, folks. All right, so are you understanding what is going on here, right? They are making this case that this technology can outdo man. And so this new system has to come about. There has to be social engineering to make this change, to get people to accept the new system, technocracy in which they are advocating for back here in 1933, folks. This is just completely fascinating to me we are deep in the origins of this movement and i haven't seen much of a change the difference right now is they advocate for this in a different way they are not labeling themselves as sort of a social political movement that they did back here in 1933 now you take someone like elon musk and you put him on joe rogan experience he's sitting there as a supposed business magnate or you put peter thiel out there to speak in front of national conservatism that he funds and he speaks as if he's talking about uh you know technology and this stuff but they're they're not really labeling themselves this is the new way this is the new movement these guys were pretty upfront and forthcoming about what they were advocating for and so this is the origin folks there is no way that people like peter thiel or elon musk or these others have not read these documents i mean their entire ideology today what they advocate for is based on this stuff we're just a hundred years past when this was written almost 90 years 
But this stuff is the beginning of dehumanizing humans and basically saying that humans are useless. Look, I'm not, again, defending the bankers, the businessmen, the politicians, or whatever. I'm just saying this is a form of government authoritarian rule that the scientists and engineers were advocating for and were deep into their mind, into their thoughts, what they put down on paper. This was sort of their consider it their declaration of independence ladies and gentlemen i am going to be independent of you for a couple minutes while i take a quick break my name is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 